Okay, no, no. good to go. Steve, we've been doing this podcast for almost two years, and you don't know who who hits the record button. No, that's kind of funny, isn't it? <laughs> I was waiting for you to press it. You're like, can we start now, please? please. Oh, it's me. Okay, please. go ahead. Steve, I see the cat behind you. Steve has the cat behind him tonight. The cat, and I'm sure you'll hear the dog at some point. We're trying this in a new location tonight. We'll see how it goes. Well, it's all right. It's look, you look very comfortable. You look very like Archie Bunker kind of kind of relaxed oh that was well played because these are indeed our archie and edith chairs are they, call them are that. they? so oh, and i'm surprised kudos to you for knowing who archie bunker is i, and I know who archie contest. bunker is I, I know who archie bunker is all right uh this is the stuff summer says podcast with steve. steve and it's without my microphone i don't know where it is if you've seen my microphone it's it's missing so if somebody finds it if I sound you don't different. have one of those little stickers on it that says "Return to Darien's Summers yeah. at this address." Do you? No, I don't. It's a shame. Some little kid is doing a podcast out of his basement with your microphone right now. Yeah, probably getting more more lessons than we are. That well, was me. Wrong. That that's me. We're not that bad. People listen to this somehow for some reason. Anyways, moving on. Um, we're we're not even out on our first topic, and we're already moving on. Um, Steve. We've got a great show, as always. Uh, we're going to talk about Purdue, Penn State playing Purdue, what our general thoughts are there, were there. Uh, there's a there's a lot of new stadium experiences coming up this weekend as Penn State takes on Ohio. Um, so we'll talk about that. I'm sure we'll talk about the game briefly. Um, there's some big news in the college football world. I have a little bit of a hot take uh, related to that. And then uh, we get we'll get into this week's old guy and guy brought to you by Susan, Steve's wife. There you go. That's wonderful. Paying the big bucks. I have to start paying her royalties. All right, here we go. Um, Steve, you and I were were both there. Got to meet Guinness the Red Lab. You can follow his Instagram, Guinness the Red Lab, I believe. Right? That's his. Guinness the Red Lab on Instagram. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, help set that up for Steve this week as uh, we were in West Lafayette and uh, we watched a very uncomfortably close game uh, that was very enjoyable. Like I, I enjoyed the way Penn State and Purdue played. I didn't enjoy it as a fan. I enjoyed it as a college football fan. I think that would have been a great game to watch on TV. Um, did not enjoy it any moment of that game as a Penn State fan. But I thought overall having some time to process everything, having some time to, to get some foresight, some, some hindsight, some whatever sight. I feel good after the first game, largely based on the fact that the Penn State offense put up 35 points, something they really struggled to do over the last maybe two years. That made me feel good. Um, the backup quarterback seems to know how to play football, which is great in case anything that weird does happen in certain situations. So that's, that's good. I think the defense is different. I'm not used to it. It's, it's a different style. It's a lot of nickel. It's a lot of dime. It's a lot of not traditional Penn state four, three or three, four, um, not four, three. Yeah. Dyslexia kicking in there. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm feeling comfortable about the way Penn State looked uh, against Purdue, especially after the way Sean Clifford kind of shook off things and 
shot himself in the foot and, and bandaged it all up and made it all better afterward. That's that's pretty much his career, right? Shoots himself in the foot and bandages it up, but it worked out. Yeah, I think you touched on a couple couple big things. That in terms of on-the-field stuff, both offense and defense, the backup quarterback can play. And I think that was lost in the fact of who the backup quarterback is, right? It's more important that the kid can actually get some reps and do some things and it not become a cluster when when Clifford can't play than it's Drew, Drew Aller. Like it, it, if it wouldn't be him, it might not be as big a deal, right? Like there were two different online polls. Who should be the starting quarterback? Stop it. Like, I mean, Clifford, Clifford's a crazy, crazy Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde guy, but he's a starting quarterback. Um, and the, the linebackers, there are fewer of them because they're, they're more nickel stuff. And I think that's a great thing. And that's who we're going to be. And that, that's okay because we have more talent back there. So I think two things, offensive defense, I think were important coming out of the game, winning the first game in a hot, semi-hot environment on the road um, was important. So I think it was good all the way around. Before we go anywhere else with that, you, you hit on something that I haven't really verbalized much. And normally I would probably tweet something like this by now, um, probably will later on. But that was my second time at Purdue. First time was a day game. Um, it was the week after Penn State, maybe the two weeks after Penn State beat Ohio State at home. Um, it was kind of one of those trap games everybody was talking about. There was zero atmosphere there. On Thursday night, that was one of the louder Big Ten stadiums I've heard in quite a while. Like it was, it was not comfortable there. Um, so that was that was interesting. That was fun. Like I, I think people need to realize that Purdue fans actually do care. I think they really step it up when it's a bigger game, unsurprisingly. Um, and that was a bigger game for them, obviously. Um, so there is that. Um, but anyways, back to Sean Clifford. I, I think there for a while when when Drew Allard did come in because Sean Clifford had to go to the bathroom it's very evident that he had to go to the bathroom at this point that I don't think it was cramps or anything else I think it was I think it was he had to go to the bathroom um I think to me like the offense there had a little bit more pace a little bit more energy maybe that I saw that at any other point but I think maybe that was okay the new guys in let's let's play a little bit better for him a little bit protect him so to speak by the way we play i I do want to like open up pandora's box a little bit and say like what if tyler warren catches that ball and what if penn state goes down the field and scores and that's a that's a very tough conversation for james franklin to be like this kid just had one of the best drives we've seen in a road environment on his first game thrown in out of nowhere and he just did that i think um that would have been interesting for me i think that would have been I think we're having a larger conversation about that at this point. Yeah, I think people are talking. I I, I think, but it, it would have to be another two weeks till it happens, right? Like, because yeah. this week it wouldn't matter. It, it shouldn't. And you have the conversation at Auburn the first time Clifford struggles if it happens. And luckily that's not the case because I don't think this team needs that right now. Um, but maybe it'll, maybe it'll develop that way. Maybe it'll play out that way. I, I don't think Sean, like, in retrospect, I don't think Sean Clifford played poorly. I think he had some very good throws. Um, I think he just had one very big, stupid decision. And I think that was going to burn into a lot of people's brains for the night. I think the offense kind of didn't want to move the ball there at the start of the second half, which was weird. I mean, they had a little bit more of a cushion. I think real quickly we learned that the run game is not going to be great this year, or at least it's got 
improvement to go. And I think the other thing that I said earlier in the week was you need to make sure that, you know, you're aggressive and not just sitting back. And I think everything kind of clicked on that final drive simply because they were aggressive, smart, and effective. And I think that is what we all thought Mike Yurcich was going to bring to Penn State. Um, and I think that's what I, Sean Clifford can do when he's on and playing as a six-year quarterback. But at the same time, it was almost too late for that. And I don't think it necessarily should have gotten to that situation, largely based on Sean's throw, largely based on, you know, just the, the way the offense was, was, was playing. What did you think about the run game in the first half, Steve? I thought it was interesting who was running, right? Like whether they were running successfully or not, that was interesting and, and perhaps not a surprise. Um, it was probably frustrating, frustrating that they couldn't do more. And I think with Clifford, right, the frustrating part is, the frustrating part with Clifford is you can't do it all. Like he, he can't do it consistently. Not consistently, consistency, as I struggle with the word at that age and that experience should be something that exists not something mm -hmm. that shows up one drive a game and you're hoping it shows up at the last drive of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think for me with the run game, I'm looking here now. Keetron Allen had eight runs. Kevon Lee had nine. Nick Singleton had nine. I think, how are you going to pick back based off of nine runs? It's like you're swapping them out like, every drive is you're, you're going with a different running back, like let somebody get in there and, and get going. That was one of Saquon's great things is you might not have been great right off the bat with the, from the get go with the game. But if it was the second quarter, he was picking up steam by the third quarter, he was gone. Like I think that happened in the Iowa game, for example, in, in 2017. But is there a Saquon in the bunch, right? I mean, I think no, I don't looking for it. Right. And they're trying to figure that out. And I don't know how much NIL play, you know, just keeping a happy locker room plays into this stuff anymore in terms of playing time and reps, you know? I just, I have no sense. But you know what? You're so deep at that position. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Devin Ford. Like, oh, no, make, you know. a, make a call and say goodbye. I, I think yeah. that too, that you're there to win a game, not keep the people happy. You're there yeah. to win games, multiple games, nine yeah. at least and probably 10. Yeah, no, that was kind of my thought on it um, as well. Um, so yeah, I think that was fine. I think the defense played good. I thought they could have played a little bit better. I think, like I said, I thought the secondary was fine. Like I, I, I never had this much faith in a Penn state secondary before. I think I maybe probably had said that last year, but I, I feel very comfortable, um, with it. I would like to see a little more pressure on the quarterback, but that's just the fan speaking in me. Um, I thought chop Robinson was very good. I would like to see um, Dan, Danny deny Sutton a little bit more. Uh, I'd like to see, you know, well, I guess Kaziah Izzard and uh, one other player were absent. PJ Mustafer played fine. Like he played his role. He, I don't think he was PJ Mustafer of last season before he got hurt though. Uh, so that's something for me to also keep an eye on. But again, it was also game one. Um, you're still trying to figure everything out. Like you're still trying to get going. And I think, as the season goes on, that that defense is going to become better and better every game. Yeah, I expected it. I expected the defensive line would be better, but that was a lack of respect for Purdue. My bad, right? Like, mm -hmm. The Brahms did a great job, and and their quarterback did a great job, and their line, offensive line, knows what it's doing to put themselves in a position to succeed with that offense. Yeah, no, I I think that that's a good point. Like I, 
I think things are going to be better than last year. Um, and really, things were fine last year until that Iowa game and, and Sean Clifford got hurt. And like I said, the, the backup quarterback didn't know what he was doing. And I think that that just derailed the whole season, threw everything off. Um, you know, even if you had Christian Bayer in there, I think you'd be better off than, than but that's last year. I don't know why we're rehashing that now. I think Christian, I think Christian probably thinks that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Mm, anything else you want to add there? Nope. Ready to see what week two brings, right? So yeah. moving on. Moving on. Um, but let's, let's start with the game first. Um, Ohio is coming to town. It is the home opener. Um, is this the first time Ohio's come to Penn State since, oh, they lost like or since Ohio beat Penn State. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that was a weird day. That was a really weird day. Um, I don't know. I I think for me, it's one of those nobody get hurt, everybody get a little bit better, we'll move on, and we'll be happy. I hate to say it, but like I do want the offense to just get up real big early so that the second and third quarter. Are largely the Drew Aller show, just so we can see what he can do, and just so we can get him the the reps that he probably needs um, at this point in the year. And I think even if you do open yourself up to the can of worms of "Oh, Drew Aller looks really great," well, he played Ohio. Like I, I think, you know, settle down there for a second. Um, so I think there's that. Um, so for me, that's that's one thing. Uh, I think the other thing is just like I said, just nobody get hurt on the wood. That's I think that's and then we're and you're on to Auburn. Yeah, I think those are two big things, right? Get some reps to the backup quarterback, backup people in general. Got to work on depth, and and nobody gets hurt. And because I, I think that that's a that's a legitimate complaint, not the depth. The lack of playing other people is a legitimate legitimate complaint of why they got bit in the backside by Iowa last year. Nobody got reps before that until they had to, and I don't know why. Because again, Clifford was so up and down. So what? So get somebody in there, get some reps. And even if it's close, I mean, even if it's two touchdowns, give them a series, right? you got a series at Iowa or at Purdue. Yeah. thought it was wonderful. Give them a series and see what's going yeah. on against some first-team people. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Like, it, what's it hurt, you know? And I think then you're also protecting your asset of Sean Clifford, I think. Because I think, like I said, I think a lot of this team is going to go as far as he can go. Um some of that is physically, and I think probably more of that is mentally, but um, keep him safe, keep him okay, and I think you, you, you'll you be fine. Um, exactly. I mean, that's the thing with Clifford, right? Like, if he's banged up a little bit, then keep him healthy. Figure out yeah. a way to keep him healthy. Don't don't put yourself in that position. You know, don't put yourself in a position to not know what's going on so or not have somebody who can play for you. Again, Steve, he just had to go to the bathroom. It's very clear that he had to go to the bathroom. Have you Have you put the evidence together? If you if you took that video and the video of Joe Paterno from Ohio State and whatever year it was, the, they would probably it's the same run. Same exactly. run. There you go. I don't care. I don't care how old Joe was there. That, that, Yay that to you the, for pointing that out. That is and the same. Run. It. That's probably even worse. Yeah. Thank you for welcome to my welcome to the Penn State anon conspiracy theory thread. <laughs> finally got there. There we go. Uh, no. <laughs> That's for the message boards. Um, okay. Well. There's that. We beat that, of course. Uh, we'll talk about the game afterwards. What I want to talk about, though, Steve, is this lovely press release that came out today that 
I don't know. I'm excited about, not excited about, anxious about, I think maybe like between eager and anxious, somewhere in there, I think is where I am, am with this press release. Uh, it's basically all about the improvements coming to Beaver Stadium this fall. Uh, that includes improvements to the gate C entrance, which I never use because it's on the opposite side of the stadium. Did you use that, that gate? Uh, nope. Okay. What did, have you been by Gate C? Have you seen what that's been a while? Like? No, I know they're building there. I mean, I saw them building this summer okay. driving by. I didn't know what they were doing. Widening okay. the concourse, I assume, so people can get in better and move move more efficiently. I assume. Sure. You do look at it, uh, Gate B too, because that's. Oh, you know what? I do use Gate C. Uh, wait, which one's Gate C? Is Gate C? Which one is that? That by the old where the statue was. I have no idea. Mine's, I know where I went. I look at this and see, you're going to be in trouble now. You don't even know where you're going to stadium at. You want to roll for a second. Now I don't even know what you're who talking does, about. Who, who, who does Penn State play? Where, what's, where is this? Going to the soccer game, right? Um, so we'll see about that. But I think the big things are the new and improved block party, which Steve and I love because it's always the hokiest county fair. It's not even like state I, I would fair. Take, I, I'm not interested enough to walk over there this week, but if it's better than the county fair BS stuff it's been at times in the past decade, if it feels a little more higher, like they use the word cabanas along the road, right? Like, which almost kind of whets my appetite to be curious about what they think they're going to do that's higher end and interesting. But yeah, like I, and it, it's an old guy thing for me, just play the friggin' football game, you know, just show me how to get in and out easily, start the game and let's get the game over with. And I don't need all the other entertainment stuff. And I know we graduate in the college I work, Hundreds of people every year whose job it is to do that kind of stuff, which I get the irony of. So, but I think intri I'm, I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm, the thing that caught me most about the release is that the, the company that's doing the food inside the stadium, they did it with a sponsorship with um, what, New Holland Farm Machinery or something like that, right? Yeah. So, so that's... we're at least monetizing it, right? We're at least going to put a sponsor on it as opposed to Bill and Ted's excellent, you know, cheesecake truck that, or cheese steak truck that ends up at the county fair. Steve, Steve went maybe that's a maybe that's he a business fire a cheesecake cheese truck. Fired up. Um yeah, that's to me one of the more interesting things. Um New Holland's farm to stadium concession stands at Beaver Stadium this fall. For the first time in Beaver Stadium, New Holland, a proud sponsor of Penn State Athletics, will feature a one-of-a-kind first farm to stadium. Oh, this is right by me. Farm to Stadium Concession Concept, located at the field level in the northwest corner behind section NC and ND. So if I like, is what, what are they going to sell there? Like, I just want like, if I just want my chicken basket, I want my soda. That's all I want. No, no chicken baskets there. It's, it's pulled pork, I think. Oh, God. Okay. They have a couple different kinds of new hot dogs now, too. And a, and a chicken sandwich right. in addition to stuff, too. We've got a, a local farmer who uses New Holland equipment. Jason Scott will provide barbecue-themed food. Barbecue-themed food. That and doesn't I'm sound good with, right. I'm good with local. I'm good with them sponsoring Get the money. It's funny. We were leaving. When we were leaving Purdue, I, I said to Susan, I'm like, you know, the difference about listening to these games, like Purdue and Iowa, when you catch their radio broadcasters, there's always an ad for like a seed company or Pioneer or whatever, right? Like, because it's just, they know who their market is. And apparently Penn State's market is also farm machinery, which not, I'm glad they did it. 
you know, go, if you're going to do it, then get some money for somebody to pay for it and to be in the stadium and, and do it. But it's just not, not on my corner of the stadium. So I'm not going to be there even if I do go in some, sometime this season. And yeah, just play the game and win the game. I'm interested by it mainly because it's right by my section. That's, that's the only reason. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll go from, maybe from chicken baskets to, to roast pork sandwiches. Maybe they'll convert you. There's some interesting foods here. Loose sausage sub, sausage in a dish, and loaded sausage nachos. No, thank you. That sounds not great. Really? You're going to diss the sausage nachos without trying them? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, other concession stand foods that are coming. A buffalo chicken sandwich. Some loaded French fries with white cheddar cheese, uh, Bavarian soft pretzels, although they've had soft pretzels for how many years? So how different can they uh, be? Bavarian soft pretzels. The Nittany dog, a plain hot dog, which sounds weird. That's just weird. It's like, it sounds like, like, because like, I got Nittany lion, it's supposed to be like a lion. So it's, is it made out of Nittany lion meat? Do they not have, is there nothing healthy on this menu? I just now thought of that. There's not, there's not a. There's bottled water. There's bottled water is about as healthy as it gets in the, on the stadium menu of food. There's going to be an in, increased number of 140 points of sale. So there's going to be 140 more places you can buy bottled water at Beaver Stadium. That's a lot. Let me, t- let me tell you what. There, I, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm going to tell you. There's a secret location where I buy my drinks now at Beaver Stadium. I will tell you about it off the air because I don't want to give it away. I'm. Gonna, we'll see. Well, if between it's there 140 new points of sale for water. And the beer, the beer, the beer can distribution places, they're going to be coming in without two weeks. Like, it's going to be interesting on the concourses and where people like that is the one thing that would get me in the stadium. And I'm not even interested in the game, like just to walk a concourse and see how they're doing this and where they're getting the people. Shit, they couldn't get people to do stuff last year, let alone now with 140 new places to buy a bottle of water and the beer sales haven't started yet. Yeah, I'm I'm interested by that. I'm interested by this grab and go thing because down in in DC at at, at Capital One with Caps play and at Audi Field where DC United play, like they have the whole like you walk in, you you just pick up what you want and then you like scan it on your app and you you don't really like there's no person working and it's all there for you. It's very nice. Like they have somebody checking IDs if you buy a beer, but that's it. I would much rather prefer something like that now than waiting in the line we're dealing with a person maybe that's because i'm a millennial but i i think there's opportunity there to to make that you know who's not using that you know bob and linda bob and is that their name the people from i Europe, don't know right? bob and bob. whatever they were yeah on the west side i love them up on yeah. wh or wherever we said their seats were york york just wait until beaver stadium goes cashless that's going to be that. You know, it just be. hit me. They're from York. You know, one of our listeners probably knows them. Uh, maybe. We should, we should. We should find out. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to check if he comes by the tailgate to see if he knows them. All right. Um, I don't know. Nothing that really else that interesting. I'm just ready. I'm ready for football. I'm excited to be in the stadium. I know you're not going to be in the stadium, but uh, I'm excited to be in the stadium. Uh, I, I did say to Anna this week, I kind of wish Penn State was playing someone good again. And she was like, why? They need, the, they need practice reps. Bad way of looking at Ohio. Uh, sorry to all the Ohio listeners that are listening to this podcast. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know. Last week's game had me very like locked in. And then there were a lot of good games that I ended up watching on Saturday, on Saturday, Sunday and Monday, which by the way, that is the best part of a Thursday night or a Friday night game is now you get all sat. It's, it's basically another bye week in hey, terms of watching football. It's the best part of a noon game too. People who it's don't true. believe me, you play a noon game. You get to watch all the good games later. That's true. But Penn State shouldn't want to buy new games. Did, you, did, you, did I pat myself on the back with my with you with my great little stat that I dug up? No. Penn State's record under Coach James Franklin in games that start at 7.30 p.m. or later is? 600. Like, that would be my... Yeah, they're like 19 and 4. Really? Wow. True to that? Wait, wait. After 7? After 7.30? After 7.30. 7.30 or later. 19 and 4, you said. So that's... Because I, I was in the apartment or in the Airbnb on Friday after the game, like, watching a rebroadcast and started looking at numbers. I'm like, well, wait, there's this one, there's this one. It started adding up. I'm like, well, dang, they're pretty good tonight. That's a very good winning percentage. Huh. Watch them new every day. And if, if you want to get some more listeners to the show, we could just, when we retweet the show, we can ta- talk about practice reps and we can tag Ohio football. I'm sure. And send it people out. And that, that people will listen. I'm drove, I'm sure, and that'll go well. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um. Anything else you want to add? Uh, let's talk about the beer sales. We haven't talked about the beer sales yet. Uh, allegedly, people on the internet are saying the beer sales are coming to Beaver Stadium uh, for the Central Michigan game, which is two home games from now. Um, I think, number one, it's a good opportunity. I think it's the new era of Pat Kraft wanting to actually make money. So I think that's good. I am interested to see the logistics of it. I think Hopefully lines aren't bogged down and, and things like that. Um, but that would be, that's, that's kind of my big take on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be hard, but again, if you're going to add those points of sale for other stuff and different things, and it's just in trying to get it to staff members and employees to get to do it, or just get employees to do it. Right. Um, but it'll be cans. It's not going to be, it's not going to be drafts because they're not going to like wires, you know, put in lines and stuff. Um, I'm sure it'll be positively, you know, people respond to it positively and the numbers of places that have done it through the years their their du their drinking problems in the stadium have gone down at least in numbers at least that's what people say so we'll see what do you what beers do you think are going to be served like do we I, think that's Yingling, what I, I can't wait like like that's you think yingling has to be one of them right i would think so i would think so that's a missed think, opportunity i mean there's a bunch of other pennsylvania brewers that you i mean you're probably going to get a Coors Light or a Bud Light or somebody or Miller Light just to get one of those out of the way to have them. But right. It's, it's probably Yingling. It's Trogues. It's, you know, I mean, they probably could have got a pouring. They certainly could get a pouring fee from whoever it was, right? So it could be a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I, I think it's a missed opportunity for for the state university to not have Yingling. I'm interested. I think I, I would be willing to get that that one of the lights will be there because that's and then I, I don't know. I have I maybe next year for Trogues. I feel like maybe maybe a craft yeah, beer sand like next season type thing if it goes all goes well. What's going to be interesting is like, do they do it for Central Michigan and then do they not do it for Northwestern or do they do it for Central Michigan and then they just keep going? Like is is Central Michigan the dog? Yeah, I think if you go through the hoops, the jump you right. If you go through the hoops to get stuff approved and jump through it, as long as there's no big red flags or problems, it, it it's the first game of but the new world, right? So, yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, last night, or not last night, Thursday, that was the stadium that sold beer. 
Um, I know that Iowa does now. I know Maryland does. Um, I know, I think Ohio State does. Uh, so I think it's coming into the Big Ten. Like, I, I think whether you like it or not type thing, I think it's, it's a, you're, pardon the experience, but you're, you're pissing money down the drain. Like it's, you're, you're missing out. You know? Oh, exactly. And they know that and they've known that. And it's just now is the right time to try it, to try it. So they will. And it, it will go well, I'm sure. I, I guess I'd be shocked if it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I am interested to see um, if anything else is different in the Pat Craft era in terms of stadium experience. Uh, like, well, the, the traditions, I'm sure the traditions will be there, but if that all changes or how that changes or what changes, because there's going to be, they're gonna be more, not they weren't aware of it before, but he says he's very aware of it. Um, they had a practice run the 29th for Ohio U for this, for this game. They did their practice game day presentation on the 29th before they went out to Purdue. So they, they've had time to they'll have time to iron out if anything they didn't like. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple different camera angles for the, for the, the house stadium, the, the house cameras, you know, to complement some things and do some stuff differently. Like one of the things that, yeah, I just, I think maybe some different fan close-up kind of stuff and things like that in terms of atmosphere wouldn't surprise me. But I think what they've done before was they weren't wrong. It was the greatest show. They could say it was the greatest show in college football and people would believe it because it, it, they did it well. And I think yeah. they could just need to get back to doing that. Not they were that far away, but there were, there were always some stuff the past few years that seemed forced. Um, but that's, that's nitpicky stuff, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, right. Cool. Anything else? Maybe I'll see you Saturday. I don't know. See. Yep. Hope so. Well, we'll see. So the, I'm no, I'm ready for the next part. This is this is. I'm, I okay. didn't know this news until we started, so I'm excited. You about didn't? It. Excited. Oh, okay. All right. No, I missed well, it today. I was actually. Well, oh, you were working today. You have a yeah, job. I was working. Yeah. Um, all right. Big news in the sports media world. Um, this is a sports media podcast, so we will talk about it. Um, some news that I'm excited about. Long time Steve and I fans of Pat McAfee is officially joining college game day. He's kind of had some on again, off again stints. I think there were maybe some contract issues, just kind of reading between the lines. And it sounds like the contract has been officially signed. Uh, they think he's going to put the WWE stuff to the side for, for football season, go back to that, not during football season. And he's finally joining college game day. I'm excited about it. Um, I think he's the perfect character to join that cast of characters. Um, both funny, but also intellectual, uh, has the right energy, has the perfect vibe of, of college football, um, even if he talks mostly on his show about the NFL. Um, are you ready for Can I get my hot take? Can I just can get it no, out there? Okay. All right. I think we were having this discussion recently. Anna and I, who replaces Corso in terms of putting the, the, the head on? And I think it's got to be Pat McAfee. I think he's got the right energy for it. I'm okay with that. that they, they actually asked um, Herb Street that in the news conference last Tuesday. And he was like, well, maybe it dies with, with Corso. Like maybe it, it just, that's his thing. Um, if somebody else could do it, it could be McAfee, right? Because they, and, and they've got to, they've got to, to go wrestling sort of with it and they got to tag it off right yeah. at some point or, or maybe of course that's all Corso does right like if yeah. you just let him do that but and it's funny 
the way it broke with my, my timing for my column being my column was written before this happened. Like they needed to make a move. Like it, it's just, it was not good. The first couple of weeks of the season, it has not been good for the past three seasons. The guy is an institution in college football. He drew people to the show. The guys love him on the set with him, but it was bad TV when he was on and, and, and they're, they're not in the business of making bad TV. It was mildly better this weekend versus last weekend. Um, I didn't watch obviously on Thursday. It was, it is mildly better. Um, I think when he's prepared, when he has his stuff in front of him, I think he's good. Like I think he's, I think he's on. I just think he isn't always have the stuff like it's it's too much live TV for him to kind of. Well, keep and everything up. for him has been scripted for the past couple of years since the stroke. So all of their right. stuff has been his segments have been scripted, and everybody else is sort of flying by the seat of their pants. They're they're prepared, don't no doubt about it, but they're ready to play off of each other, and he's not able to play that game that they're playing. They're, 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 they've got right. two different games going on at the same time, and it doesn't it doesn't make for a good show overall, and they really can't afford, I think there's a lot that goes into the McAfee thing. They can't afford to be a bad show, like because Fox's, things are changing, and I don't think Fox's show is any good at all, don't get me wrong, but they can't afford to be bad and let them gain some ground. Right. And Corso was at least, you know, a known quantity. McAfee's huge. McAfee's more, is bigger than all five of the other guys in the other show put together. Like, I mean, just in terms of his YouTube channel and his following and whatever else. And that's a piece of relevancy you can't overlook for, for younger folks. I think for me, the other big thing with all of this is I am interested by the fact. So so if you watch his radio show, which I, I haven't watched, I don't watch. I'm probably literally going to tune in tomorrow because it's the start of NFL season. Um, and then I pretty much watch it for the rest of the year, as long as I don't have a meeting going on. For me, I think with with him he's always been so NFL focused. I'm very interested to see if his show becomes a lot more college football focused um, or maybe not more college football, but, but the, the balance distribution is better. Um, so that's, that's an interesting component for me. Um, but like I said, I think he brings the right energy to the show. I think he brings the right uh, feeling of college game of college football um, that, that, you know, college game day has always had. Like, I think to me, like college game day is, is, as much a part of the experience as tailgating is or, or doing any, really anything. Um, I think that, that that's, you know, I think that's what we're seeing. And I think that's probably why they hired him. And I really don't think, uh, I don't think there's anyone else better for the job. I hope they put him at the desk though. I don't, I don't want him on the side. I want him at the desk or I, or if you don't put him at the desk, get him involved with the crowd, get him animated. Um, and I think that's going to help a lot. Yeah, I think they'll find a good way to use them. I don't think there was anybody else. They could have found somebody else, but there's not anybody else that's going to help the show. Like, I right. I, I just, they're in a position where they they can't afford to lose ground and they need to be relevant and they need to be good and he'll help ensure that. Okay. Anything else you want to add there? No, I'm excited to see it. Like, I'm, I'm, we don't usually take the TV for noon games. Maybe I'll take my laptop just so we have it um, and can watch some of it and see how it plays out. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, what food are you looking forward to most this weekend, Steve? I'm sure there's got to be. At the tailgate, it's breakfast yeah. food. So breakfast sandwiches. We've done, we figured that out last year. That was, that good, was a, smart a smart move. It's a smart move. I'm, I'm looking forward to the smell of bacon. Like I, I love the smell of bacon. It's the first thing I do after I set up the tailgate. And it's just, mm. Yep, mm. us too. 
The last thing, as always, is this week's old gay young guy. Uh, some congratulations are order to mainly Susan for dealing with you for 31 years. <laughs> That's probably true. Um, That's probably very true. Yeah. Um, so let me, let, let me, you, you can tee up this week's old guy, young guy. You and Susan had the idea. Yeah. So in our, our, in our deep planning for the show, old guy, young guy came down to the final seconds before the show. And we pulled it out like Sean Clifford mm-hmm. and we came up with a topic. The topic is old guy, young guy celebrating your anniversary. So tonight is our 31st anniversary. Tonight. And tonight you're, you're oh, looking okay. at it. When I thought it was yesterday. Do, no, no, it's tonight. So when you said you want to do later, I'm like, that's great. We'll have time to do whatever we're doing. Whatever we're doing is over. Um, it was takeout. Wow. Port Matilda Hotel. Um, in the styrofoam boxes. It almost felt like a first. I don't know what we did for our first. It almost felt like it should have been a first wedding anniversary, right? It's styrofoam containers in the kitchen table with a dog yapping around the table bugging you. Um, so that's 31. So I'm curious. This year was third for you. What was third? Uh, we so we go last couple of years. So we 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 were supposed to take a trip our first first year. Like I feel like that's kind of everyone does that takes a trip for their first year. That was obviously the COVID year, so we haven't been able to do that. So we, I, I, forgetting what we did on our first one. I think we did. Uh, oh, we we did sushi takeout uh, and, and sat along the creek here in Frederick. But on our third, we went to. Um, Brian Voltaggio, yes. Brian Voltaggio, his brother Michael Voltaggio is on Food Network. Brian's also on the Food Network as well. He's got a restaurant. He's from Frederick. They've got a restaurant here. Um, it's truly one of the best meals I've ever had. So that's like it's like it's not cheap. So it's like that level of date night, like only super special occasions. So we went there. Uh, that's what we normally do. We we like to we like even on our, our dating anniversaries. We were never big on like the like going out to eat type thing we were more so let's get food and go somewhere and hang out we'd always go to the when we lived in dc we'd always go to the jefferson memorial sit on the steps there it was nice because it was a a pretty view Um, so and now let me ask you this do you guys get gifts do you do gifts we do gifts yeah it depends i mean this year was low-key um the dogs this year the dogs the gift this year dog was probably the gift this year that's probably fair um yeah, we've done stuff through the years on and off, and there's been trips, and there was the renewal of vows, you know, at the, the tailgate, and couple, you know, what five, six years ago now. So, it, yeah, it just depends on what it is. This, this was good. This was, I mean, I don't have any desire. We talked about going out, and I'm like, you know, there's no place in town that I really want to go out to. Like, there's just not that I'm not a foodie, but like, there's a there's a place in Belfont, there's a place in over in Phillipsburg that we could have gone, except they aren't open tonight. They're open tomorrow night, so it was just easier to like. You know, do this. So, probably another just another thing of me selling Susan Short. She'd have married somebody else. She'd been going out for her thirty first anniversary someplace nice. So, but she's already dealing with that now. She's look look at how dressed page. up you are. Look at how dressed up you are. Unshaven, tonight. horrible t-shirt. You look great, Steve. Sitting in my Archie Bunky chair. Yeah, so that's how it's like to behold. Yeah, I'm sure she's yeah. thrilled. It's an old age show. Hey, you've done all right. You've raised two great kids. Um, now you're raising another dog. Although I did inform the younger Samson child that. She's no longer my favorite Samsung member, and now Guinness is. Um, but uh, it's really Susan. She's number one. Don't tell her. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll all. see how the, how the younger Samsung child thinks of, of Guinness after she house sits during Auburn. Uh-huh. I think she had a baby dog. So when she's when she's dealing with the zoomies at eight thirty at night when she's ready to go to bed and he's ready to rumble and roll, that may be yeah. 
Steve, she doesn't, I guarantee you, she doesn't go to bed at 8 30. I know she's a teacher, but I don't think she goes to bed at 8 30. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, 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 we've got some breaking news, Steve. They're here. The Penn State jerseys are here. I was just waiting for these. The Drew Aller jerseys? Yes. The uh, the NIL jerseys on Fanatics are are finally out. Um, Audrey Snyder just tweeted it. That's some late breaking breaking news here on the Stuff Summers podcast. Just wondering. About so it's individual player jerseys with their name on them? Yep. Yep. So yeah. Why would you buy a player jersey with a name That's on them? Don't That's name weird. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, that doesn't make that's never made sense to me. That was like Sam years ago when they would sell pink Steelers jerseys. She's like, they don't play in pink. Who would buy that jersey? Um, but I always think that about Penn State jersey when they stick a kid's name on it. They don't have a name on their jersey. Why am I buying this? Let's see. Hold on here. Let, let me go to Fanatics and Penn State's Fanatics. I don't know. I just wanted a nice 22 jersey, and those aren't even out yet. $139? That seems like a lot. Oh, yeah, but Drew Aller's getting some of that money. I'm sure Drew needs that money, along with his scholarship and everything else. All right. Oh, here they are. Here they are. All right, Jair Brown, Drew Aller. Oh, God, you can't even get, like, it's pick a player, and you can't get 22. Oh, this is the thing we forgot to talk about, and you can save this for next week because you'll be in there. There's the whole app for the synchronized light show. Did you see that? Oh, Penn State, Penn State Athletics has released an app. The new app? The, the one? The, the separate app, I think, to create a synchronized light show that if you download it, then they'll send a message to everybody's cell phones and they'll do uh, a I've been informed of this. Especially after the week after people kind of turned their nose up at Purdue doing the sneaky lights thing, Penn State's going to unveil an app to do something similar, which seems... <clears throat> I don't you want to like call the kettle, kettle black, but it seems hypocritical a little bit. But that's because the Utes need funny game shows to keep them happy, and I just want them to play a football game. Yeah. Get off my lawn, unless it's at 100 yards in the middle of the That's place. really fitting in the whole Archie Bunker theme it's a, tonight. It's perfect it's today. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to go buy a jersey. They only have blue. Interesting. They only have blue. And I don't, make see, your purchase and I, I don't I see Sean see Clifford on here. That's probably not his group. That's interesting. You probably didn't strike a deal with them. Somebody else did. Uh, hold on. Let's go to the C's. Oh, Liam Clifford. Yeah, no Sean Clifford. Hmm. All right. Anyways. I guess, there, I guess there is a limit to his NIL efforts. It's not limitless. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Sorry. It's late in the show. All right. Anyways, moving on. As always, great chatting with you. You too. All right. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. We're done.